when, before I moved here from Canada, I had no idea what cornhole was. In fact, I would have been slightly embarrassed to say it because I didn't really know what it meant. And it it's sound, a game. That needs to be said right away. It it's sound, a game. It sounds kind of awkward. It you know? does. Recording progress. It's time for Swaggy! Welcome to the Swaggy Sales Show. In this episode, Roger Short interviews Ben McCain and they discuss Ben's journey into life insurance sales. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Swaggy Sales Show, episode 012-012. We are, uh, we are rocking and rolling today. We've got a special episode. No, I think we're on 13. Oh, is this number 13? Thir- I, I think we're 13. I'm pretty sure we're 13. 13? Aren't we 13? I don't know. I can't count. We are 13. <laughs> yeah. Bo and the producer said 13. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I guess it was like a hotel. I wanted to skip number 13. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? Isn't that weird that hotels uh, Is it? don't have the 13th floor when there's really a 13th floor? I know. Is that a safe cover up for the fact that I just can't count how many episodes we've done? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sure. All right. Well, this is the swaggiest show for miles. This is where we go for... Swaggy sales, information, tips, training, stories, all the above. We're uh, we're here with, uh, I don't know, what, what are we doing today, Roger? I'm sitting well, across today, from, from you, the boss. Today we have a very special featured <laughs> podcast. A featured just for, podcast. Yes, this is a special featured podcast. I like that. And we are calling it The Host Profile. The Host Profile. That sounds... We should have like other sound effects come in right here. Let's pause so there's a place to insert them. Right there is probably where we should have inserted those. <laughs> the host profile sounds like uh, paperwork or like a file that you create on like a medical case. <laughs> like is the it really? Host, like the, the host, host of like the, the disease host? or something. Oh, yeah. Well, Patient zero. Yeah. So, is that what well, Ben, man, you've stepped up and you've become uh, uh, the consummate host of our Swaggy Cells show. And uh, for those listeners who tune in weekly to hear our mm-hmm. ranting and nonsense <laughs> and sometimes just silly nothing, mm-hmm. uh, BS information, whatever you <laughs> want to call this, okay, whatever it is, you become great at it. And we've certainly appreciated your services and your contribution to the, uh, to the team and to the audience. So I think well, you're doing a great you. job. So today we decided to do a profile so that... Our listeners out there can get to know who Ben McCain is. We did decide. Is it is it safe to say that you decided, or, or are we going to make it inclusive and say we? We can say we. We okay. So <laughs> you you and I decided to do we, this. We, yes. No, I, <laughs> I decided. So so Ben, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump right in. Uh, we we talk a little sports on the front end, uh, yes. but before we get to that. It's Memorial Day weekend. It it's, is Memorial it Day is, weekend. Uh, it's a special weekend mm-hmm. here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, as a transplanted Canadian, I uh, want to just pause and say that my wife and I, who moved here with our family you know, back in 2001, 16 years ago, uh, we feel an honor, uh, a great honor actually, to, to be here. We have raised our family here uh, in the city of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We have some of the best friends you could ever ask for. Uh, we love the fact that we can pursue entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and develop business. Um, and um, although there's been ups and downs in business, just like there is in, in any uh, entrepreneurial venture. Naturally. Um, we have loved the opportunity and the fact that we can pursue that in mm-hmm. this uh, free enterprise economy and the mm-hmm. freedoms that this country affords. So we wanted to just mm-hmm. take a minute on this day. 
on this Memorial Day weekend, even though you may be listening to it post-Memorial mm-hmm. Day, and mm-hmm. this is the Friday before Memorial Day. Right. But we're going to pause right here and just uh, say that we want to honor uh, the families of uh, those who served and gave their lives for mm-hmm. uh, the freedoms of this country. And mm-hmm. regardless of what your political bent is or where you land in the political spectrum, um, I, I want to say thank you uh, to those families who, mm-hmm. who gave everything so that this country could still be one of the leading uh, countries in mm-hmm. this world, um, you know, one of the greatest countries on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, for, for me to live here and for the opportunities that we are afforded, I uh, just want to honor the families uh, all right. also of those who've, who've lost uh, their family members who and, gave up their lives. And what I'm, uh, you know, in, in our business, Roger, I sit down with a lot of elderly folks. I sit with a lot of folks who are seniors or pre-seniors. And, and therefore, um, a lot of times I'm sitting down in homes of, of veterans. And so uh, I'll share real quick just what I say to them simply because I think there's there's um, an attitude of gratitude that is very important and has a lot of value and you know whether or not we do any business, I think it's really important to recognize just the sacrifices that they've made. And so, mm-hmm. what I'll typically say is something along the lines of, um, "Well, you know, we may not live in a perfect country, <laughs> and a lot of times people chuckle at that. Yeah. But I know that the country that I've grown up in, uh, I've been very blessed. I have been very fortunate and and been very free to pursue what I want to do. And uh, you know, I have never." Um, stepped on foreign soil to fight or defend or to um, in, in the name of, of, of our country. And so the, for the folks that have done that, I attribute the freedom that I have to them. And so I'm very, very grateful personally for for your service is what I'll say to to our veterans. And so anyone who's listening today, that is that is how I feel. And I'm very appreciative. Yeah. And, you know, I know we have a, a separate day to honor the veterans and uh um, but I, you can't help but think about all the people that are even currently serving, um, you know, uh, overseas mm-hmm. and even people are part of our business team. Yeah. You know, the Marines that are, you know, we have right. a bunch of them on our, on yeah, our business Billy, team. Yeah, Billy, Tim, and Mike. Yeah, uh, they've all given of their time right. and efforts. And we have people who have been working with us in the past that I know who are currently serving in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and so, uh, you know, it goes on. This, it does. This, uh, this legacy of standing mm-hmm. up for the rights and freedoms of right. this country and others, uh, regardless of how you feel about the involvement wherever, the, the fact that people stand for their country means a lot. So I want to say thank you also mm-hmm. to, uh, to those families um, who have uh, sacrificed, the ultimate sacrifice for right. those people. Absolutely. Um, also, Memorial Day is kind of like the official kickoff for summer, dude. Exactly. It's like uh, people head to the lake this mm-hmm. weekend. Cookouts. And and cookouts, uh, hot dogs, and, and c- cornhole. That's a, that's a, that's is that a, a Kentucky term? Do people know what cornhole is? Uh, brother, before I moved here from Canada, I had no idea what a cornhole was. In fact, I would have been slightly embarrassed to say it because I didn't really know what it meant. And it's it sound, a game. That needs to be said right away. It it's sound, a game. It sounds kind of awkward. It you know? does. It yeah. does. But it has the, the bean bags, and you throw them onto the boards and try to get them through the hole there at the top. Yeah. And, and they're actually filled with corn. Uh, that's where the name cornhole sure, came from. Yeah. Sure. Unless you get a really cheap version, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But you get three points if you if it goes in the hole, and one point if it sticks on the board. And it's kind of like shuffle board where yeah. it's scored at the end of the round so you can kind of knock other bags off yeah. it's really fun it's like a summer version of curling yeah 
<laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> Every, everybody in a, everybody that I come across, especially in the Winter Olympics, yeah. they always like hit me up and say, "Hey, dude, the curling's on. Uh, like, are you into curling? Because we have no idea what curling is. That's a sport I don't get, but yeah. I, I will say, uh, I don't know if it's more or less challenging than cornhole, but cornhole definitely has the win factor. Because last time I played, it was actually on a cruise ship, and and the wind just, but you 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 have to account for it. Yeah, we had a major cornhole tournament at our derby party at uh, at the Metcalfs home. This, oh, did you? Oh, yeah, I we won that. some money. I won some money. It took some money from some people. Wow. Anyway, yeah. So it gets, it <laughs> you gets sound very proud of that. I know. That's so official kickoff to summer is yep. this weekend. There'll be people opening their. I'm sure people have got their pools open in the south. I'm sure you've had them open for a while, but for sure. Um, here, pool openings are happening. Pool parties, barbecues, hot dogs, burgers, and and. Uh, you know, corn on the cob. So that, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I think about as official kickoff to summer. So we got three months to Labor Day, so let's enjoy all of them. Uh, we're winding down in the NBA Finals. We are. And we're also winding down in the NHL Finals. It's interesting, last uh, last week, Zach said there's a hockey tournament going on, <laughs> and I, I heard there was one going on. I'm like, oh, gosh. Through the grapevine. Anyway, yeah, right, have so. you watched any of the NBA games? No, I have not, but pretty much hockey's on at our house every night. Okay. So I saw your wife post something the other day. Were there seven overtimes in a game recently? Well, last night. Last night? Last night, the last year's defending NHL champions, uh, Stanley Cup champions, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins defeated Ottawa Senators to go on. And so now Ottawa will be facing the Nashville Predators, or sorry, Nashville. Pittsburgh will be facing the Nashville Predators for the championship? starting Monday okay. for the Stanley Cup. Okay. It's kind of yeah. neat that the um, championships do coincide with NBA. I mean, it's yeah. the most exciting time to watch any sports season in the athletic season is the end of the year and that's where it gets really good yeah. the competition yeah. gets good the uh you know like march madness or the world mm-hmm. series it's when yeah. everyone starts tuning in yeah uh, otherwise it's People like, like I, me. I, I don't know how many games <laughs> that they play in baseball but it seems like it's on every day and it doesn't really matter if you're watching or not as I long as you pick it up in about the seventh inning to find out what happened it's about 365 games is that it's right? a lot man yeah. it's a okay. lot Give baseball's a lot <laughs> they call it the american pastime because yep. people just literally pass their time while it's <laughs> happening. So <laughs> that's how I feel about that. But sure. NBA, uh, so the Cavs are going up against... Uh, the Warriors? Yeah, again. Mm-hmm. Third yep. year in a row, man. Dynasties are, are happening. So uh, it's LeBron and Curry mm-hmm. going at it once again. Is there is there something going on? And maybe you know, maybe you don't. But like these powerhouse teams that keep showing up at the end of the year... Is it just kind of like a, an accumulative effect where the more success they have, the more money they get? And so they can just bankroll their team and get those star players and then just show up year well, I mean, after year you, after year? If you, look at, if you look at what happened to Cleveland after LeBron came back, uh-huh. I mean, they uh, when he left to go uh-huh. to the Heat, right? And uh, and then what they accomplished there, and then his announcement to go back to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Cavs hated him mm-hmm. when he left, and then Miami hated him when he left to go back to Cleveland. Then Cleveland embraced him again. You know, <laughs> our son's coming home, uh, and so I think key players really kind of influenced that. You know, when I was a kid, man, and you may not remember this, but I don't remember uh, when you were a kid. No, uh, but if you're recall. a basketball fan, you would have remembered these <laughs> dynasties because you know uh, people who watch you know, basketball and know about the dynasties. So when, when I was a kid growing up, it was the Celtics and the Lakers mm-hmm. and it was Larry, Larry Bird and Parrish and all those guys, uh, Kevin McHale <laughs> and playing Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all the guys on the Lakers. And those were <laughs> dynasties, man. They, it seemed like they were in the finals every year. 
So that was fun to watch, you right, know. Right. Uh, white men can jump, you know. They that can. was an era that they could. <laughs> they they still were able to at that time. So uh, Indiana's uh, own boy Larry Bird will always be a legend mm-hmm. in the you know in the state of of Indiana. So mm-hmm. um, there certainly was dynasties. I don't know if it, uh, if it uh, their dynasties are as much a contra- or a, a result of accumulating more money or just getting the right dynamics. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they might pick up one extra player, you know, like... Uh, KG, so, yeah. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Yep. So the the, the uh, Durant, I think, uh, went to Golden State, right? Mm-hmm. They picked him up. So there's, the, there's, there's some key things like that that happened. And at the risk of just beating this topic to death, yeah. uh, there's also a conspiracy theory out there that uh, I have no idea if there's any merit to it whatsoever. But there's a theory that most championships or World Series go seven games because of the ratings of the ratings and more money comes in the longer the series goes on and the closer it gets <laughs> well i think with a lot of these a lot of these um the parody is so close now mm-hmm. even though like at at the lower levels so mm-hmm. like when you've got the seeds they may not be quite as evenly mm-hmm. paired but if you even look at the the hockey this year most of the hockey tournaments mm-hmm. went six or seven games mm-hmm. and, and a so, lot of them went to overtime so, so it is your opinion that it is because the competition level has so much parody yeah. that there's nothing else going on behind the scenes yeah I do okay. I do I, I'm not as much a conspiracy theorist on that I just think there's a lot of parody I mean those guys are skating their guts out absolutely to fake a goal going in or not going in <laughs> in hockey is you know oh, I, I, mean, I don't might be able to take a fall in basketball <laughs> but to, to fake some kind of weird you know ding off the post and, and yeah. it not go you know what I mean it's that that'd be tough no I, I don't have any I don't have any opinion about it I just uh, oh here we go Grand Central right here oh I, I know we're getting blown up that's we're Jeff Metcalf calling in yeah uh, <laughs> I was reaching out to him about a golf scramble that he that they're hosting yeah. for his cousin on yeah. Sunday so no, he's calling I, me I, I don't have any opinion I just find it interesting yeah so anyway enough about NBA enough. If, yeah so if you're a fan of that great we're gonna watch <laughs> it till the end uh, happy Memorial Day weekend Ben let's jump into who you are real quick uh, you know, you joined our team. Has it been two years, a year and a half? October 2015. So October 2015. almost two years. Yeah, so it's coming up. You're about a year and a half mm-hmm. in, just over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Ben, who are you? Who am I? Who am I? Uh, I'm a guy. Uh, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'll be 30. There's a lot of ways August. I could have went with that. Yeah, feel anyway, free. But I didn't. No this is a featured ahead. podcast. So last time I, we did something like this, there were no rules. Yeah. Um, no, I'm. I'm almost 30. I'll be 30 this year. I've been married for about two years to my beautiful wife Kelsey. Uh, definitely, and you would agree with this. I. I married up. She's. Uh, I'm a lucky guy. She's. Yes. She's fantastic. Yes, you have. Um, I'm almost positive, in fact, uh, that you hired me because of my wife. I think I told you that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know if I wasn't sure about you. And then when we had dinner <laughs> and I met your wife, I'm like, we got to hire this guy. His wife's awesome. <laughs> she if he doesn't make it, she'll do great. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, We've got a couple dogs. Uh, I have had a lot of different jobs in, in my past. Uh, I've worked... Restaurants, hotels. I have worked. Uh, I, I did a brief. I don't even know if I don't know if you know this, but I had a brief internship at the Pentagon in Air Force Public Affairs. I worked in D.C. for just a, about a month, a little less. 
Uh, that was fun. Uh, I've worked in factories and cubicle jobs. I have worked for small businesses and startups, and uh, and now I'm in sales, complete sales. So when you came, does that in, answer your question? Yeah, Who am I? I yeah. don't know what you're looking. Yeah, for. no, that's that's what I was looking for. Uh, you were born and raised in Indiana, New Albany, right New across Albany. the river from where we're standing right now. Yeah, in New Albany, Indiana, mm-hmm. Southern Indiana, right on the Ohio River. Yep. Um, your last job before you started here with mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. because you didn't have any life insurance experience coming into this. Zero. Um, you worked for a company that I had no idea even marketed mm-hmm. stuff like this, and mm-hmm. but apparently there's some money in it, mm-hmm. and I don't really understand it. And sure. you made allusions to it on this podcast, and yeah. I don't even think we followed through. So we, the listeners we, are like, you're <laughs> like, I. There was one podcast where you literally said this, and we left it, and we didn't even go back to it. You're like, I came from goat milk soap. Yep. And I was like, okay, I wonder if the listeners even know what that is. T- tell us about what that was. Okay, so the last job I had before this was. Uh, uh, is a business that's owned by actually friends of friends of mine. Uh, I worked with uh, this this guy way back when I was in high school. Here's something else that you don't know. Well, maybe you do, but I, I used to be a garbage man when I was in high school. I rode on the back of a truck. Seriously? For, yeah, for a small business. I did not know this. Okay, so it was really really an awesome job, especially for a high schooler. While all my other friends were flipping burgers, I worked for a, a small business that that we called it throwing trash. But it was uh, I was a sanitation engineer. <laughs> Uh, these trucks, they didn't have the fancy, expensive arms that go out now and like tip. You literally had to go get them and throw it in yes. yourself. Yes, yes. So the driver would drive. The buckets for, were smaller then. Uh, well, the trash Sometimes, hands. sometimes not. We worked in all these different counties. Yes, it was uh, very exhausting. But I'd ride on the back of the truck and I'd, I'd throw the trash in the back and then put it back. And then that was, uh, that was my business. That was my job in high school. And I, I got paid pretty well for it. Plus, super big perk here. Got to keep anything I found. <laughs> wow! People, people throw out some really good stuff. You'd be surprised. Um, I still have a few few items that I got out of the trash. Uh, I think one time I found a, a three piece suit that fit me perfectly. Didn't what? even. Didn't how, do you, how do you pull a three piece suit out of the trash? I, I, I took off the lid and there it was. You might have to right edit this out. Top. I don't know if this is gonna make. It. Anyway, I'm just joking. No, no, no. It's I'm fine. Joking. It's good stuff. So. I, I took off the trash uh, can lid, and there was a suit sitting right there on top. People a just suit. threw it up. Yeah, and I, I wore it a bunch. Like, it fit me. It was a pinstripe suit. So I found a bunch of stuff, but I would ride on the back of the trucks, and then I would... Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. So the, the guy that I worked with was my driver, and uh, he and his family started their own business uh, several, several years later, I guess. And uh, they had a farm. They had goats. And so they started making goat milk products. And then they started giving those those products out to friends or family just for Christmas or whatever. But they were just trying to get kind of a natural thing going for their family. And then it turned into this. It's, they now ship internationally and sell goat milk products because their, their soap and their lotions actually are very good for people's skin. And they have amazing scents. It's all natural. They use essential oils. And I still, to this day, use their products. It's a fantastic business. And yeah. if you drive anywhere on 65, you can't miss it because they have built Billboard after billboard after billboard, they've become like an icon of, of Southern Indiana. Huh, it's really neat. Yeah, they have eight kids. They're homeschooled, and so the kids all have a different aspect in the in the business. And they help. should do a reality TV show. They've been approached about it. That would be a good reality TV show. I would watch it. I would watch in it. In fact, my middle daughter, Olivia, who uh-huh. just returned from studying art in Italy, mm-hmm. uh, when she was an infant mm-hmm. and we put her on, you know, we took her off, you know, my wife stopped breastfeeding and we went to right. Formula. Uh, she had a very bad skin break breakout, and okay. so her 
we were having all these issues with their skin. It was, you know, literally cracking and yep. we didn't know what to do. And a friend of ours recommended just put put her on goat milk. Yep. And we switched to goat milk and literally within a week, her skin was completely It's amazing. There's, there's vitamins and there's uh, just nutrients in goat milk that are good for your stomach. They're good for your skin. It's pretty neat. So we tried everything for about six months. Yeah, nothing worked. Mm-hmm. Real milk, you know, the the powder, the formula. We were trying everything. Nothing right. worked. Right. My wife was feeling very defeated. So was I. A friend of ours said, "Try goat milk." Sure. And we switched, and literally within two mm-hmm. weeks, skin mm-hmm. cleared and no issues since. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't drink goat milk anymore. Right. Uh, ben, what's your favorite pastimes? You and Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, no kids yet, two dogs. I see all the pictures with the dogs. Right. What are your favorite pastimes? Well, uh, the dogs keep us on our toes for sure. You know, we take them to the park, hang out. Uh, Penny and Marshall are pretty, what we call them fur babies. I mean, that's what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, or parenting practices, I call it too. Mm-hmm. So we've got those that uh, eat up some of our time. But when we, uh, when we have extra time, we're binge watching. We're, we're on Netflix. So what's the last uh, show that you binge watched? The last show? Well, right now she's catching up on Fargo, which is on FX. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a great show. I, I have I watched not watched it. that one. It's good. I recommend it. I really enjoy it. So we've been kind of watching that together. Uh, we, we're the type of people that if there's a show we really like, we can't watch it week to week. It's just too hard. So even I know if, you and I were watching one together, and <laughs> you literally blocked my text so that I couldn't comment about because you wanted to watch two episodes instead of one. Yes, for, because for some reason, <laughs> one hour is not enough. Yeah, it was it was Westworld. This is the show we were watching, and one hour is not enough. No, no, it's uh, it leaves you wanting more. That's, That's an the odd way these anomaly. Shows work. <laughs> That's how I am. But I didn't trust you to not send a spoiler, so I did block you from my. Phone. You literally thought I was going to yeah, blow it, yeah. blow it up for you. That was that was just a mistake. Like normally, I would wait until the end of the series, but that one, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good. I watched two episodes. Westworld was great. It was incredible, and after yeah. two episodes, I was hooked. And so now that I had started it, now that I had cracked open the the seal, it was kind of. Like like, oh, I got to see this. So every week I watched it, but it was torture. I'd much rather wait, try to avoid spoilers throughout the full yeah. duration of the season. Uh-huh. And then Kelsey and I will sit down and we'll watch it. We're, we're famous for this with, with Game of Thrones. Like we have an annual Game of Thrones day. You won't Our, watch any of this? Any of them? Nope, not until the end. So we can't, I can't, we're going to be discussing that in here. You realize that. Not with not with updates. Not if you want me to be on we, the podcast. <laughs> we, we are going to be discussing Game of Thrones not, this not, year. Not as it happens. You're either going to have to change, or we're going to have to change. And it's harder to get. It's harder to get like twenty two people to change than you. You so might have to do another. We'll host. figure that out. You'll have to do another host profile because you'll have to get another host. I can't. Nothing. We'll figure that out. Nothing can threaten Game of Thrones Day between Kelsey and I. It's the glue that keeps us together. It's the center of our marriage. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so maybe we should cut to a marriage counseling session. <laughs> maybe so. We probably uh, need it. Uh, ben, how did you get started in this? Why did you make a, a career shift? Well, I needed a, a job. <laughs> uh, I had parted ways with goat milk stuff, and I great, great business. Couldn't say more about it. It was, you know, just uh, a few differences there, and I had talked to you before before I left that business, I was in, in communication with you through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And, but I was very, I had had a couple jobs where I was just very, uh, a little frustrated with the length of time I had put in 
and the track that I was on. And so I had to, I felt like I was leaving one job, jumping ship and going into another one and then going into another one. And I kept hitting a ceiling or kept hitting a place that I didn't feel like was really reaching my full potential. Mm -hmm. So when you and I were discussing uh, this business, I was very attracted to it, but I was just hesitant because of my prior, because of my past. And I didn't want to make a, you know, another move that wasn't going to take me where I wanted to go with my career. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, uh, you were referred in, I was referred in by a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, we met, we did, we did at your, at your old office. I wore a suit (laughs) and, and, (laughs) <laughs> this is this is the honest truth. I was impressed with the business. I felt like it was a good way to make money. I didn't know if it was for me, but the reason that I stayed in communication with you and, and the reason that I kept meeting with you to discuss whether it was a good fit was because every time we met, I felt smarter. I felt like you, had, you were building something that was really going to take your, your team. It was going to take the team places. And so I, w- I was intrigued by that that prospect. And what about the, the I mean, there was a level of trust there with the person who referred you. There was, well. of course. Yeah. Of course. So um, what were your initial challenges once you started? Because we didn't decide on each other until I met your wife <laughs> or until course. you let me meet your wife. Correct. Then we said, okay, let's give this guy a shot. <laughs> I let you meet uh, my wife. <laughs> and then uh, you got started and you had some initial challenges. What were your initial challenges in the life business? Oh, gosh. Uh, there were plenty. There was, uh, there was time management. There was feeling like I was uh, an authoritative or credible advisor to my clients and getting them to do what's best for their family, uh, by signing up for a plan that fit them, fit their budget. I had chargebacks. So fitting their budget was another challenge. I had, um, I had a lot of opposition that like, you know, and I don't, um, I don't want to make this into, um, a podcast that isn't what it is, but I felt like there were, um, almost, almost spiritual things, that would happen that was uh, really kind of get my focus off like like my car would break down and, and and you could make the case that that's not spiritual whatsoever that's the way I chose to see it but like there were things that that would happen like that there were um, golly I'm trying like to right think. when you were getting ready to yeah. make a run or do something Correct. something else would happen exactly that. exactly I would make some traction I'd put up some numbers um, and then something else would happen like um, I don't know. I, my, my wife had a surgery, a sinus surgery that mm-hmm. was completely unexpected. And that just set us back uh, financially, you know, after I had had uh, a week or two of good business. And I was like, oh, all that money's down the drain. And so it just seemed like the more money I would make, it would have to go towards something else. And I, mm-hmm. I was never getting ahead and it was frustrating. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just there's so many. So yeah. Many. What were what were some of the biggest things? I, well, this kind of leads into that because those are, some of those issues are personal. Uh-huh. What are some of the biggest things personally you had to overcome from a thought process to have success here? My wife would be better at answering this, Kelsey, because she would she would witness um, me either on the weekends when we were together in person or over the phone when I when I felt those obstacles when I I had experienced the ups and the downs my my mood my emotional stability went with it it mm-hmm. was like directly proportional to my circumstances and whatever was going on so the the biggest challenges i had were really getting a, a big picture focus like zoom focus on on the day-to-day stuff but the big picture of what was going on was that i was creating a business 
you know, I was I was starting from square one. And so every up was the first time I had experienced that. And mm-hmm. it was something I would celebrate and get super excited. But then anytime something would go bad, it was like a roller coaster. And I, I felt so low and depressed and down. And it, it hurt my motivation. It hurt... Um, you know, my, my, my mindset of going out and, and writing more business or, or overcoming it. So what's, what's some of the things you've learned about yourself in this last 18 months, um, about you self-awareness uh-huh. that you've, uh, well here, here, let me, let me back up and say this. When people wear their emotions on their sleeve, mm-hmm. when they tend to, uh, when they tend to be emotionally driven beings, mm-hmm. it's hard to pull yourself out of a tailspin mm-hmm. emotionally to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Task oriented people, you know, tend to just focus on that and they don't care how they feel. You know, emotional people like if they're feeling great, they do great. If they're feeling bad, they do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you learned about yourself and how have you combated that? What are some of the keys to to pushing through some of that stuff? Two things come to mind. The first one is is. We, we preach about association. We, we talk about the value of getting plugged into our culture and to the team and, and, and making sure that we're accountable so that we're constantly learning and growing together. But, you know, I, I can't tell you if you looked at my call logs on my cell phone, it's just call after call after call after call to my upline, which is Chris Ball. You all know him as the yeah. rev that he's my manager. That's right. So. I saw the value of you know listening to our training calls and and reading books and and all the stuff that we we talk about in self development, but making sure that I'm I'm just staying plugged into to, to Chris and to what his experience can can teach me about what I'm going through. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing that I've learned about myself is just I can handle it. I can handle it, and I I wasn't sure about that. I I didn't. Uh, I wanted to start the business by jumping in with both feet because I didn't feel like there was any other way to make it work, but I still wasn't confident in my ability to to make it. And I've learned that, uh, golly, I've been through a lot, but I, I I feel like I'm doing it. Yeah, you are doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about some of your numbers. You're a numbers guy. I like numbers. Um, we have some other numbers people on our team mm-hmm. that are super detailed. Right. And so what's some of the things, because you didn't mention this when I said, what have you learned about yourself? What have you done to, to overcome that? You didn't mention numbers. I didn't. And but so that's been talk, really about, talk about your numbers and what that's done for you in knowing your numbers. Sure. So I'm, I like stats. I used to be, you know, we talk about baseball in front of the call, America's pastime. I used to love baseball. Baseball. And I used to play and I used to keep track of my own stats. I used to also play games on the computer and, and baseball cards. And I would always be obsessed with like batting averages and how many doubles people have hit. I just, I've always enjoyed numbers when it came to sports. And so when it came to my business, I started tracking my numbers. That was something that Chris advised me to do, but I, I ate it up. I was excited to see, you know, where I could start and the progress I can make over time. So I started keeping track of um, the counties that I would be working in. I started keeping track of how many days I would work, how many door knocks I would mm-hmm. have, basically any anything that related to activity. And so what I have realized is when I have a bad week or I have a, a bad sit or even if I'm doing okay in, in my business and, and writing good business and applications for, for life insurance, I'm getting paid. There's still stuff that's going on in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, 
my my dog Penny had a surgery this year that ate up like over two thousand dollars because she ate something that compacted in her stomach. Like that came right at a bad time for me financially. So just stupid stuff in life was was still going on, and I would get discouraged until mm-hmm. I would go back and look at my numbers, and I'd be like, oh, I'm okay because I know that if I work this much. I'll sell this much. And if I don't get it this week, I'll get it next week. So I know that on average I work, I I typically do four days a week, but sometimes it's a little less. So my average is about three and a half, about three and a half days a week. And when you say work, you mean in the field, time in the field. You're not talking about paperwork or supplemental follow-ups or phone calls because you work on Thursdays and Fridays as well. I do. But you're not, those are not intentional times to be in front of clients. Correct. Correct. So being in front of clients, uh, what I would call revenue generating activity or just out there selling is about three and a half days a week. Uh, I average uh, around 10 sits a week, which means 10, 10, 10 appointments, 10 visits with clients, and on average... 10 appointments that held. Ten, yeah, 10 appointments that didn't turn into disappointments. Yeah. That doesn't count any of those. But out of, out of those, about 10 appointments a week, I typically sell about $3,500 in, uh, in premium, an annualized premium. And that's what I really need to pay my bills. You know, anything above and beyond that is simply profit, and that helps. It goes towards my savings, my retirement. It goes towards time that I get to spend with my wife, uh, and, and maybe if I sell enough, I'll take an extra day so that we can binge watch the next show that gets released on Netflix. But. And that's an average. So even on short weeks like next week, like Memorial Day holiday, right. Right. all those things are all factored in there. That's an average. Like right. I know this week you did almost six thousand. You're like fifty nine hundred and change. Mm-hmm. And it's Friday, mm-hmm. and you're here, and mm-hmm. you got home yesterday at some point, mm-hmm. uh, and you did almost six grand, and your paperwork's all done, right? Yeah, it's done. Yeah, so, and so the averages work themselves out Correct. over the course of the year, and so if you're if you're doing thirty five hundred dollars on mm-hmm. average, mm-hmm. okay, that's not necessarily an average week because mm-hmm. when you factor in all the other week, and I know last year you had like six weeks off or something like that, about seven or eight, seven or eight weeks off. So yeah. when you factor in that mm-hmm. flexibility, time, earning capacity, potential, right, you're doing really well. So when you look at the stuff you struggle with and you look at your numbers, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that gives you a reality check. It does, and it builds my confidence. Now, if you didn't know your numbers. Would, you have nothing to look at. Yeah, when you when you don't have your numbers or you don't have like what I would just consider hard evidence mm-hmm. of what you're able to accomplish, then all you can focus on is what you're dealing with in that moment. All you can see is what's right in front of you. You mm-hmm. you don't you don't think about uh, the good things. You don't think about the deposits you've you've earned. You know, prior to that, all you can see is what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have something to look back on. And when you don't have anything to look back on, if say you're brand new starting in the business, all you can do is is trust. All you can do is look at someone like like Chris Ball who's been in the business for four or five years, who knows what they're talking about, who's lived through a lot of the challenges, whether they're business related or personal related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that was enough to get me through the first year. And then after you're, you know, anyone knows this, if, if you're in insurance for a year, you start to build some stability. Yeah. And, and so that's where I'm at now after. Because the trailer money starts Correct. Catching up. And, and and stuff like you have people who have been on the books for a year call you up because they want you to write up a family member or increase their coverage or, or what have you. Yeah. It's more opportunity. So the first year in the business, you're you're trying to ramp up, you're going through mm-hmm. all these emotional yeah. uh, roller coasters 
especially if you're new to sales, mm-hmm. uh, you're not making full income because you got to put in that first year in the life insurance business right. before you start catching up, depending right. on how your advances and stuff work out. But of course. for those people who are in the life insurance business, essentially we get advanced 75% of the commissions mm-hmm. up front. And then the other 25% are paid kind of at the end of the first year going yeah. into the second year. And then you start to pick up your renewals going into the second year. Right. So you get about a 25% plus raise mm-hmm. at the end of year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it starts to feel different. It does. So even though the work didn't change, the results are not changing, it feels different because there's more money going into the bank. Absolutely. There's more consistency with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in sales, you know, one of the biggest things that kind of derail people is the emotions that are tied to deposits going into the bank today. Right. Uh, and if we could understand the long-term investment and mm-hmm. to get through that period, the ramp-up right. period, it's a, it's one of the greatest careers in life, I think. Mm-hmm. After a year, to me, those other commissions that start coming in, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. it feels like a base salary. Yeah. It's something that I've earned. I'm getting paid commission off of you know last year's efforts, but it feels Correct. like I, I, I can count on that because I know that, that that business is still on the books, and now I'm getting paid on it. Yeah. Make sure you're getting renewals, people. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting renewals. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a side note there. You're with a company that doesn't pay you renewals, they're taking some of your money. Anyway, make sure you're getting renewals. It matters, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. Yeah, it does. matters in a big way. Um, we'll, we'll, we're kind of wrapping up here. Sure. Um, we, um, I want to talk a little bit about, before we wrap, uh, you got a trip coming up, special trip, mm-hmm. you and your wife, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been something you've been looking forward to, mm-hmm. uh, and we're um, excited to support you guys in that. Right. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about where you're going and how that's been possible? Yeah, so Kelsey works for a group called Team Expansion, and they're a missions organization that has missionaries all over the world, and they are based here in Louisville. And she has uh, taken on a role in their communications department where she's essentially in charge of all of their graphic design, all of their social media media, even their videography and photography. So we are going to Southeast Asia because there are some missionaries over there who my understanding is they they are not able to because Mm of uh, legal reasons in that country. They're not able to publish information Mm -hmm. about what's going on, about the work they're doing there to serve the people in that country. And so we are actually making a special trip over there to go and document the work. We're going to, I guess they're going to put a video camera in my hands and I'm going to shakily try to capture what's going on honestly I am along for the ride I'm there to support my wife and and the the ministry that she's a part of and I don't know exactly 100% what my days are going to look like while I'm there but I know that we are going to be sharing information with people back in the states that uh, cannot be shared without our help and so I'm very excited and and one of the reasons I was telling you this this morning Roger that I'm so excited about this trip in particular is because it was one of the reasons I took this this job and why I, I jumped into this industry because I've been working really hard for about the last six eight mm-hmm. weeks knowing that I was gonna take the next three weeks off because we're going to this this other country and uh, as far as I know I can't write any life insurance <laughs> while I'm there so that means my income's gonna be halted other than those commissions from last year that are starting to roll in but when I took this position it was because I my my wife and I Kelsey we talked about the flexibility and and how much we would want the opportunity to be able to do something like this and to travel together and and whether it's for for missions or whether it's just personal we wanted to have that time and so i'm very very um stoked about just getting to spend that time with her 
and and getting to see that part of the world and then go do something that that brings meaning and fulfillment to uh, to our lives, but more ho- you know hopefully more to the people that we'll be serving and seeing while we're there. Yeah, it's so cool, man. That you uh, and I know the the cause your your wife champions and a lot of them are refugees or fleeing mm-hmm. countries or they're lives and families are in peril where their mm-hmm. livelihoods are stripped from them and, and mm-hmm. your organization supports those people and mm-hmm. making sure that they have what they need to to live and, you know, get established in the area of where their life's going to be next, you know, uh, and integrating into a new society, a new population group and all those right. things that Team Expansion is involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'm excited that you, you get to do that. Of course, one of our other guys, Michael yeah. Chanley, is in Ghana, West Africa right. today as right we speak now, yeah. in Accra, you know, doing a similar thing, working mm-hmm. with children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and children's a children's ministry organization right. around the world. Uh, yeah, just, just to plug, you can hear him here uh, on the on our latest Grind video. You can hear him talking about that. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, we do feature him in the latest issue, uh, the latest episode of The Grind. Was that episode six? Episode six zero, of The zero, Grind. Zero, zero, six. Zero, zero, six. That's okay. right. Uh, Mike does talk a little bit about uh, his uh, his organization, mm-hmm. his nonprofit, and what they do around the world for children's resources and ministries and things like that. So right. cool, man, that we get to partner with people like you and Kelsey and Michael and all the other fantastic people. The Advance team uh, here, uh, of course, that's our organization, but this podcast is for anybody out there in the life business, uh, just to give you an insight into what the life and times uh, look like for a life agent in this industry, and hopefully we've exposed you to that and kind of given you an insight as to some of the people, the profiles, the personalities, the crazy stories, the things <laughs> we do, the things we hate, uh, the places we get to go, and the people we get to exchange with. So, Ben, man, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Uh, happy Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. Uh, what's your plans for the weekend? Uh, pack. Pack. Yep. You, you head out on Sunday, right? That's right. Early flight. Yeah, Sunday at like 6 a.m. Well, you can't be packing for three days. So, <laughs> I... Uh, you don't. It, you don't want to hear the to do list. It would bore the heck out of everybody. It's just stuff you got to wrap up. If I, we're going to be gone for two and a half weeks, it's it's a good good amount of time. So here's here's the one thing my mom always said. Okay. Whenever you travel, make sure you always have extra underwear. Yep. Because you never know when you're going to have an accident. <laughs> she would always say this. You never know when you're going to have an accident, and you need to make sure you have clean underwear. I'm like, Mom, that's yeah. kind of a morbid thought. But anyway, yeah. I know you're traveling overseas, so make sure you pack extra underwear. You got it. Earbuds for the trip. You need to make sure you got your movies downloaded to your mobile devices. Oh, man. I'm on you top know, of that. So you're Trust not, me. If you're not connected, so you get your shows that you want to binge watch while yep. you're flying. That's always fun. Trust me. We are well prepared in that department. I Like a week ago, I Amazon primed a headphone splitter so that we can both have our headphones uh-huh. we're not doing that you know i get the left ear she gets the right ear nonsense we're yeah. too serious about it so it's a long plane it's a long plane trip so but on these on these flights you can actually watch the same movie on because you can select your own movies yeah we, we downloaded stuff to our devices and to our computer we're gonna and, and they they have a selection of movies on the flights and so here's what we do when we travel so we bring up the movie we want yep. we get ready to go yep. and we both press press play at the same time (laughs) if they don't sync exactly one person will pause and then we restart (laughs) until we get them to sync and then we're both watching the movie together with our own earbuds and our own device you know watching the show so it's fantastic yeah uh this is uh, we are very very excited about the plane trip because we haven't watched a single episode of big bang theory this year and that's one of our favorites so (laughs) it just ended we're gonna watch 23 24 episodes of that we can probably knock that out in uh few hours i would imagine 
Or read a book. You could read a book. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I got to catch up on that, too. But All right, Ben. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks. It's been fun. Thanks All for right. hosting. Enjoy your trip. Yeah. We'll see you in three weeks. In three weeks. All right. Keep it swaggy. Swaggy out. Hey, you guys can check us out on SwaggySales.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, the uh, Swaggy Sales Show, of course, can be found on multiple uh, podcast channels, including Stitcher, Overcast mm-hmm. Radio, yep. um, the, of course, iTunes podcast, on, right. and many others. Uh, check us out. There's great videos of the grind, the process, some training videos called The Process. The Grind is Our Story. There's some great blog articles on there. For anybody in the life business, it's a great resource. And one of the cool things I like about our videos is you can follow us on social media because it pops up. So you can check out our Instagrams. You can check out our uh, Facebooks, our Twitters, and all that. All the voices you're hearing behind the scenes, you know, it kind of helps solidify those identities and check us out. Uh, we've got some fun stuff on there, too. All right. Swaggy out. Now we're really out. See ya. Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's the one thing my mom always said. Okay. Whenever you travel, make sure you always have extra underwear. Yep. Because you never know when you're going to have an accident. <laughs>